Dreams are one of the most valuable and accessible tools available to every single person on the planet. From ancient Mesopotamia to the surface of the moon, dreams have contributed to the evolution of the human race. Hey there, I'm Meg, an oracle and dream interpreter. I help people discover the psychological and spiritual information available to them in their dreams. This podcast is a gateway designed to teach you how to interpret your own dreams, what to do with the information that you uncover, and expand your understanding of self. Join me on this journey as I dive into the very real dreams of individuals across the globe. This is a gateway to the world of dreams. This is the Dream Axis. Hello and welcome to another episode here on the Dream Axis. Today, I'm going to give you a short and sweet masterclass on dream work. We're going to talk about what it is, how to practice it, how do you apply the practice, and what are some of the benefits that you can get out of working with your own dreams. We've talked about this in bits and pieces on the show before, but I really want to weave this all together, give you some new information, and really give you a foundation to get started with your own dream work practice. Now, practicing dream work can look like 8 billion different things, right? There are so many different people in the world, and every single individual could have a different way to approach this. Really, your dream work practice should reflect your lifestyle, it should be supportive for you, and it should work with what you're already existing in. And it might change over time. This is going to be a really grounded, very foundational episode. We're going to bring all of this information into the 3D. We just got into April, and let me tell you, I have a huge sigh of relief. I feel like I have been going through the gamut of who knows what. I don't even know what it was. (laughs) There was a lot going on in March. There was a lot of movement. There was a lot of transformation. There was a lot of letting go. There was just so much energy everywhere, and I'm ready to get grounded again. So hopefully this information can help you get started and move forward with any of the transformations that you've been experiencing, anything wild that was occurring in your waking life, and just open up some new views for you on dream work in general. Okay, let's dive in. What is dream work? I define dream work as the act of observing your dreams as a way of observing your whole unfiltered self. Most of the dreams we have are psychological in nature. I estimate that I have about 80% of my dreams are psychological, which is just me figuring out my own shit. And when I'm figuring out my own shit, I'm really just looking at myself as I am. I'm not putting judgment on myself. I'm looking at myself unfiltered and saying, okay, this is who I am right now. With this information, I have the opportunity to enact change. So dreams are that observation of the relationship within yourself. It's how you talk to yourself. It tells you how your day has been. It can review certain interactions that you've had, certain memories that you've formed, the emotions that are you know, shifting in and out of your life, the different ways that you flow within your own life. In our dreams, the subconscious is really operating that space, and it likes to pull in the two different types of awareness we have, the unconscious, those skeletons we put in the closet and the things we don't want to see, and our conscious waking self, the part of us that operates in our waking lives. And the subconscious likes to bring both of these different types of awareness together so that it can try and rectify the difference between them. There's a lot of things that we experience in our life and we don't want to look at it, but you know what? It still affects us. So the best thing you can do for yourself is to see the things that you might not want to, acknowledge them, and then say, okay, do I want to keep this in my life or do I want to move it into something else? Do I want to change it for the better if I'm able to do so? 
So as we observe our dreams in this way, we're observing our whole unfiltered self. We're seeing ourselves without all of those layers that we put on ourselves in our waking life, right? We put a lot of beliefs on ourselves. We put a lot of limiting emotions and behaviors and ways of being, you know, the things that society tells us we have to be, the ways that our family expects us to show up. All of these different factors contribute to our conscious waking self. But when we enter our dreams, we have the ability to look at ourselves without some of those layers or to see those layers for exactly what they are. Now, dream work is one of my favorite ways to heal. It's one of my favorite things to apply to the healing process. And this is because it's free, right? Like every single person on the face of the planet has the ability to dream. You have the ability to work with your dreams, to try and remember them more, to really dive into yourself in that way. But not everyone has the resources to seek out therapy or seek out different types of healing modalities and access those resources. But our dreams are almost like Mother Nature's built-in healing system. So let's talk about the healing process real quick. What is a healing process? I see the healing process with five different steps. The first is observe, then we acknowledge, then we make choices, we enact change, and then we live in wholeness. Now, what does that all mean? So the first step is to observe. In order for you to change anything in your life, in order for you to heal from anything, you have to observe yourself. You have to be willing to see yourself as you are. You have to look at the really dark things. You have to say, you know what, if I've been having nightmares and I've been trying to avoid them, maybe I'm going to make that choice to observe my nightmares. What are they showing me, right? What information is being packed into those fear-based dreams and what is it telling me about myself? The first step in the healing process is often the one that requires the most amount of bravery and courage. Seeing yourself as you are and observing your life can be very difficult if you find yourself in a really difficult situation or experiencing really difficult emotions. Now, once you observe yourself, once you say, okay, I'm ready to see who I am, I'm going to do the work, I'm making this decision, you start to pick up on all of these different things that you're observing about yourself. And that moves you into a space of acknowledgement. You observe what's happening in your life, and then you have the opportunity to acknowledge it and say, yes, this is what I'm experiencing. This does exist. I acknowledge this for myself. Once you acknowledge what your life is and how it's existing, maybe you're acknowledging a person that makes you feel really drained. Maybe you're acknowledging a situation in the past that really hurt you that you've been trying to say, no, no, it doesn't matter, but maybe it still does. Whatever it is that you have observed and then acknowledged, you now have the ability to make informed choices with what you allow yourself to see within you. So once you see and acknowledge everything that you are, you have more information because now you've unlocked that part of your brain, you've unlocked that part of yourself, and you say, okay, now I get to decide, do I want to keep living this way or do I want to change it? Our life is all about making choices. The benefit of being in a human experience, you create your own reality and you have the option, you have the opportunity to make those choices. You are your own greatest catalyst for change ever, period, hard stop. Only you can make the change in your life that is going to benefit you. If you have the ability to go to therapy or seek out Reiki or any of these other healing modalities, that's wonderful and those can be very helpful. But if you don't make the choice to change, 
then you're not really helping yourself. Then those tools are kind of just sitting there unused. So making choices from what you have observed and what you have acknowledged about yourself is key. After we've observed ourselves and acknowledged what's going on, and we have the ability to choose where we want to go, we then enact change. Now, change does not have to be big. It does not have to be scary. There's a lot of people who, you know, in your human life, in your waking life context, there might be things that you can't change, right? There might be situations that you currently are stuck in. There might be people that you do have to put up with, responsibilities that you have to attend to, and all of these things that exist that you can't necessarily change right now. But what you can do is think about small changes that can help you over time reach those bigger changes. So start small when you're making change and let it grow into something bigger naturally over time as you get more comfortable within the process of making change. Beginning the healing process of observation, acknowledgement, making choices, enacting change, and finally living in wholeness, being yourself without those layers and limitations that you've taken on, making the choices to step into where do I want to be in life? How do I want to get there? What can I see within myself that I want to change? All of this really is an internal decision to see yourself and ignite the bravery within you to step outside of what was given to you. Maybe someone put some expectations on you. Maybe other people are telling you who they want to be or expect you to behave in a certain way or expect you to do a certain thing or live a particular life. But who are you really? Not what others are telling you or what they think you want to be. Who are you? You get to choose. You get to decide. Follow your own path and listen to your own wisdom because you are your own greatest catalyst for change. Nobody else can make those changes for you. You have to make the choices to say, I want to step into myself. I want to change my life for the better. You are your own greatest catalyst for change. Okay, so now that we understand that dream work is this observation of our internal selves, it's observing yourself as you are right now. And we understand that the healing process is a form of observation leading to acknowledgement, choices, change, and then living in our wholeness. How do we actually get started with dream work? This is where the practice part comes in. And before we dive into the different steps and bits of the practice, I just want you to know that a dream practice should be entirely your own. There is no right or wrong way to practice dream work. Make it yours and make it fun. It shouldn't ever feel like a chore. The second thing is that intention is everything. When it comes to dream practice, the intention that you have to observe yourself is the force, the energetic force that carries you forward and helps you to begin getting more details from your dreams, remembering your dreams, boiling down those details and seeing how they fit with your life, right? You have to have the intention to observe yourself and want to do this practice for it to work. And you have to be curious about yourself, right? This is a form of inner exploration and you're kind of diving into all of the things that make you, you. At some times, it might be difficult to observe the information that's coming up, but it's a part of yourself. And at other points, you might see how much progress you've made within your own dream space. And that might be really fun for you. You might say, oh my gosh, I can finally see, even reflected within my dreams, that I have moved on from this thing and I can dive in and I can live more of my authentic self. Now, one thing to note 
is that if you are someone who experiences nightmares, maybe they're frequent, maybe they're infrequent, maybe you have, you know, sleep paralysis or, or some extra factor that gives you that deeper sense of fear within a nightmare, I want you to try and reframe those nightmares. Now, the episode we had last week with Caden explores a nightmare, and we're going to have more nightmares on the show. But I want you to know that any nightmare or any dream that has disturbing imagery or anything that is fear-based is not anything to fear in waking life. Your fear-based dreams, your nightmares, your disturbing imagery, that's all coming from somewhere within yourself. And it's trying to tell you that there's something in your waking life that you fear, or there's a memory that you feel disturbed about or that keeps coming up. It's trying to get you to notice something within you that you've probably been burying for a while. So when you dive into dream work, shifting your perception of nightmares is critical if you currently experience those. You have to be willing to look at that darkness and acknowledge it. It just wants to be heard because it's a part of your life. And that's okay. Because once you look at it, once you have that ability to see it and observe it and acknowledge it, then you have the ability to make those choices and changes because you have the information about them. You're allowing yourself to see what you have buried. So if you have nightmares, if you've been experiencing them, if you wake up from one, ground yourself in the moment, understand that, you know, it hasn't carried into this waking life. Most likely it's okay. You are okay. And then dive into the nightmare. Say, okay, why is this nightmare coming up? Why did I experience this? What is it trying to point out to me? And I actually have incorporated a thank you as a practice. So whenever I experience a nightmare, which thankfully I don't experience very many now, but I used to experience many in the past, I always thank them once I understand what it's pointing out. And I legitimately say that out loud. <laughs> you might laugh, but but I literally sit there after I've written it down and after I've looked through the nightmare and I've been like, oh, I think it's pointing out to this thing. And I literally say, thank you, nightmare, for showing up for me and pointing this out. With that information, I hope that gives you the starting point to begin to shift your relationship to your nightmares and see them more as information than terrifying experiences that you want to avoid. And trust me, we still want to avoid them. They're, we're not seeking out nightmares, right? They're not fun, <laughs> but, but we can at least show them the appreciation for showing up for us and showing us the information that they want us to know. Okay, let's talk about dream practice steps. How do we enact a dream practice? I see a dream practice as consisting of five different parts. The first part is to review and release. The second part is to ground and secure. The third is to intend and resonate. The fourth is to sleep. You actually have to sleep to, to get dreams. <laughs> and the fifth is to recall, record, and recognize. Let's start with the review and release. The first three steps in this dream practice, I do those before I go to bed. And this just helps to set up my environment. It helps me to get prepared for dream work and it helps me get started. Now, if you don't have enough time to do this before bed, if you don't have enough time to spend to dedicate towards dream work, if this just doesn't work with your life, you don't have to do this every night. This is something that you can choose maybe one night a week to do. Maybe it's on the weekend when you have more time to spend in the morning with yourself. 
But this doesn't have to be an everyday thing. This is really what works best for you. And you can choose how many days a week or how many days a month even you want to do this. Now, I will mention that the more you practice dream work, the more results you will have. So if you're someone who doesn't really remember their dreams a whole lot, implementing consistency and practicing dream work as often as possible is going to help you in the long run, but you don't have to sustain it. And actually my dream practice ebbs and flows every so often. You know, there, there are some months where I dream almost every night and I record my dreams and I'm really intensely doing the healing work. And then maybe for a couple of months, they'll back off and I'm just more observing them casually and being like, oh, okay, I don't really need to do anything with this. I just need to observe it. So before you go to bed, the first thing you want to do is review and release. Have you ever heard the phrase, don't go to bed angry? That's what this is about. So when you review and release, you're going through your day-to-day experiences. What did I experience today? What still feels dissonant? Do I feel unresolved about anything that happened? And this is really helping your brain clear out those things that you don't need to take with you into the dream space. Because the dream space is going to try and help you operate to the best of your ability in your waking life first. So it's going to take anything that is unresolved and try to explore it. So if you can resolve things before you dream, you're going to open up more space for your dream work to tell you other things, things that you don't know or things that you might not be consciously aware of all the time. So for me, this looks like talking to my husband before I go to bed. Sometimes I'll journal, but mostly I get the best benefit out of verbal conversation. And if there's anything that I feel dissonant about or anything that you know, I'm trying to work through or I forgot to do, you know, anything that I need to remember, I try to write it down and get it on paper so that I can physically use my hand to, you know, write it down and say, hey, okay, I got this out. It exists. I can leave it here and it will be there in the morning. I don't have to think about it. So review and release is really just letting go of your day, but it's a very crucial step. The second step is to ground and secure. This one is all about safety. When you are in the dream state, right? When you start to sleep and dream, you're really putting yourself in a vulnerable position. And this step is crucial for my light sleepers. I personally am a light sleeper. I've experienced a lot of stuff in my life and any little noise has me waking up and reassessing my environment. Am I safe? Am I okay? So something that you can do for yourself in this instance is to ground yourself and feel secure. How can you secure your physical environment. Maybe that's going and checking that the doors are locked. Maybe that's making sure that everything is as it should be. You feel comfortable in your environment. Everything is very supportive for you in your sleep. Whatever it is that you got to do to make yourself feel safe, do that before you go to bed. And then there's this grounding force. This could be an energetic practice. This could be something that you physically do, like water your plants or brush your teeth. You can literally take any physical action, any meditative action, any action at all. Think about grounding. Think about grounding in this space because you're going to be in the space for the next several hours as you're asleep. So our second step was ground and secure. Make yourself feel safe and ready for sleep. Now, our third step is to intend and resonate. What I mean by that is this is after you have reviewed your day, you've released your day, you've let go of the things, you've gotten all the things out of your brain that you can, you've grounded and secured yourself, you feel safe, you feel ready for bed. Now you can set the intention for dream work. And this is what's going to come with you into the dream space. So I like to think of this as picking a type of resonance that I want to bring with me. Now, resonance for me, the word, means something kind of like frequency or a feeling or an emotion, something like that. Sometimes I like to focus on gratitude. 
Sometimes I like to focus on love. Sometimes I focus on exploration, right? If I'm like, hey, I really feel like there's something in there that might come up in my dreams that I really want to focus on, I'm going to feel that exploration feeling as I'm falling asleep. So as I'm falling asleep, I'll think about what does it feel like if I'm exploring? You know, maybe I imagine myself um, you know, following a treasure map or on a beach, right? Or, or something like that, like picking up seashells, whatever it is, I'm trying to embody the feeling of exploration or whatever it is that you've identified you want to work on. But having the intention to bring a specific frequency or resonance into your dream space can be very helpful for the practice itself because it sets your intention out there. You are intentionally ready to observe and your dreams are most likely going to feel that intention and show up for you and say, aha, this is a dream work night. I can feel it by the intention we're setting. Let's present myself with information. They're ready to receive information. So that third step is to intend and resonate. Pick that emotion or that frequency, that resonance that you want to feel. Set the intention for what you want to experience within your dream space. The fourth step, obviously, is to sleep. <laughs> you can't dream if you don't sleep. So making sure that you set yourself up, take these previous steps and apply them, and really give yourself the opportunity to sleep. If you're someone that doesn't get a lot of sleep or you have a hectic schedule or maybe you're a parent that has children that, you know, come in and wake you up sometimes, having dream work on a weekend or on a night where you feel the entire house is safe or everyone is calm, you know, looking for that optimal environment, that can be the night where you're really like, I'm going to focus on my sleep because the more you sleep, the more opportunity you have to dream. Now, the last step in our dream practice process is to recall, record, and recognize. This is when you wake up in the morning and you're recalling your dreams, you're writing everything down, you're recording them, and then you take the opportunity to read through what you have recorded, what you recall about the dream, and see what matches to something that you're experiencing in your waking life or something that's a memory, right? What conclusions can you draw from this? And at this point in the podcast, you probably understand how I interpret dreams, and hopefully you've gotten some ideas for how to interpret those yourself. But if this is the first episode you're listening to, go back and listen to some of those episodes with the interpretations, because that can really open up your frame of mind for how you might interpret your own dreams. So all together, our dream practice can include a bunch of different things. For me, during the review and release phase, I like to talk to my husband. But maybe for you, that looks like journaling or some other release type practice. In the second step, we ground and secure. We're making ourselves feel safe. Whatever you have to do in your house or in your home, wherever it is that you are, make yourself feel safe and ground in that space. Maybe it's a meditative practice or something energetic that you do that helps you feel grounded. Make sure to implement whatever that is that makes you feel safe. Our third step is to intend and resonate. You're really putting the intention out there. You're like, this is a dream work night. I really want to remember my dreams. I want to embody this specific resonance or emotion or frequency as I'm falling asleep because that will help guide me into the dream space. Our fourth step is to sleep and to give ourselves enough time to sleep so that we have the opportunity to dream. And finally, our fifth step is to recall, record, and recognize. What did I dream? What information did I get from it? And how can I apply that to my life? What do I think this dream is telling me about myself? So this week, I really want you to play around with this, play around with your dream practice. If you already have a practice, what sort of things are working for you and what aren't? What are some other things that you might be able to implement that you don't currently practice or what might best support you? 
If you're just getting started, try and pick just one of these things to implement. You don't have to do it all right away, but maybe think about how you're going to start to build your dream practice. Maybe it's just once a month that you really want to focus on dream work, one night a month. Maybe it's one night a week, or maybe it's every night in the week, right? Regardless of what your practice is going to look like, start to take those steps to explore it and implement it and try different things. And if you find that one of these things doesn't work for you, maybe try another option and mix and match to create the perfect practice that works best for you. All right. So we've talked about dream work. We know what it is. We've talked about the healing process and how we come into that state of wholeness by observing, acknowledging, making choices and enacting change. We've talked about our dream practice, the review and release, the grounding and security, the intention and resonation, sleeping, and then recalling, recording, and recognizing. Now it's time to apply it. So you have all of this information. This is a lot of information. You're starting to open yourself up to the dream space. You're starting to remember your dreams a little more or see them in a different way and take in that detail, right? You're starting to say, okay, I can kind of see, you know, like this might be pointing out this thing in my life and this might be pointing out this thing. All of this information comes together in the application. Do you love your life? If there is something that comes up in the dream space where you're like, wow, this is pointing out this thing and maybe it's not terrible, but it's not great either. Do you want to change it? Do you like the way that you feel about it? The application is really taking all of this information, taking all of this work and saying, I'm going to do something with it. The application is action. Are you experiencing nightmares? Acknowledge that fear and enact change. Make that change. Ask yourself, do I want to keep this thing in my life that my dream might be showing me? Or do I want to release it? What do you want to do with it? So the application is really just coming together to say, do you love your life? If not, why? And then do you want to change it? And as easy as the application sounds, it is often the most difficult step. Any change in our life has a level of uncertainty with it. Even if we watch other people succeed by making a specific choice, who knows how that might come out for us. But in living in that uncertainty, in welcoming it in, in welcoming the the opportunity to change, we can then step into that new way of being. It's time to leave that old stuff behind. You don't have to sit in that old stuff for the rest of your life. In order to move forward, there's always an element of uncertainty. And that can be exciting and it can also be fearful. But regardless of how you feel about it, we all need change. And I see change as an indicator of progress. In order to help the world, you first have to help yourself. To enact change in the world, to help the world progress, you have to enact that same change and progress within yourself first. If you're listening to this episode, it's time for you to get started with dream work or continue along the way, make your practice better, start applying it to your life, make those changes, observe yourself, acknowledge everything you are, make some choices, enact the change, and open yourself to the experience of living in wholeness. If you like this episode or learn something new, please share it with a friend or a loved one. Let's get the word out there and let's make some change. Love the podcast? Become a Patreon supporter and receive weekly dream forecasting guidance, the breakdown of nightly dream energy and concepts, journal prompts, insight into my personal dream experiences, and more. Visit patreon.com backslash the dream axis. 
To be featured on the show and to have an in-depth dream discussion with me, visit souldreamexperience.com backslash the dream axis, or check out my site for individual dream services. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new today. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.